0: Welcome, everybody, to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. You only get two of us tonight, just Bryn and Gary. Unfortunately, James couldn't join us. He's got some family, personal stuff going on, you know.
1: How can we do it?
0: Busy life. So it's just the two of us, but we're excited to talk all things Utah football. A few just little housekeeping things before we start. We do want to thank our sponsor, Thomas Orthodontics. And... He is so gracious to offer this promo to listeners of the podcast. $500 off. Man. $500 off any comprehensive treatment from now until August 1st. So if you've been waiting to get your braces or your aligners, now is the time. Look him up at thomasortho.com. And if you mention the podcast, you also will be entered to win a $200 gift card to the Red Zone. So it's not just 500 bucks off your treatment. You also get entered into this giveaway. So, awesome. Take care of that during the summer. ThomasOrtho.com. Yeah, take care. Of,
1: you know, take advantage of that. No
0: kidding. Um, be sure to like and subscribe and share and make sure you are following us on social media. We just did a really cool giveaway on our Facebook group um, to a couple of our members there. So, if you're not following Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, make sure you are because we're going to keep doing those giveaways on those channels. All right. Um... I think before we jump in spring game, I do just want to unfortunately mention our director of football operations, Adam Fry. His little girl passed away over the weekend. I guess she was one. I don't, I don't know any more details of that, um, but just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Everybody's worst nightmare. So just love and prayers to his family and everyone who's dealing with that because... Ugh, God. yeah
1: love and condolences you just, it's terrible
0: you never want to see stuff like that so all right well spring game let me
1: just add okay, one thing to ahead. what you said though uh continue to give your comments interact yeah. with us we like it we like to hear pros and cons <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent so keep them coming
0: we do want to see your comments
1: all right spring game what do you think? <laughs> I mean, your impression or just spring games?
0: For some reason this year's spring game felt to me, and maybe I'm just way off. It felt like less players were playing that I know of. Is that maybe that's always the case? I mean, you always know like you'll get your starters maybe in for a couple plays and then they're going to sit the rest of the time, but I don't know, this year felt like It was just freshmen and sophomores playing.
1: It was. And then a spattering of... Returner, yeah. Some guys that will be playing in the fall, but they played at some series and then came out. But it was primarily freshmen, sophomores, guys trying to make the team, assessing people like that. So you're absolutely right. I don't know if if you saw the... I mean, every year it's like that. There's some guys that don't need to play, and you don't need injuries and whatever. But this year, if you go down the list.
0: (laughs) I did see that. The list of everyone who didn't play. Who
1: didn't play. Guys who will be coming in and just stuff like that. It's so, yeah, we didn't see who's going to be on the field in the fall. Other than, you know, of course, Jackson played and Bernard played. Glover played. uh, A couple guys in the secondary. You know, there were those guys. But they didn't play the whole game.
0: Well, in defense-wise, I felt like I didn't recognize any of the guys playing. So it
1: is what it is. (laughs) It's to assess. But for me, the most important position I was keeping my eye on was the quarterback situation. Of course. Um, Barnes, is he going to be number two? We don't know. So he played a series, if Mm -hmm. I recall right. So Barnes played a series, was out. He ran for a touchdown. Well, I don't, you know, personally, I don't, that doesn't impress me. I want to see if our quarterbacks can throw. Now, (laughs) you know, everyone knows what Barnes can do. Right. Okay, so is he number two? I don't know. But so it was basically Rose and Johnson. And so my assessment is Rose outplayed Johnson. He, uh, again, looking at the competition, but you have to, you know, I have to judge it by how he looks, what he did. I mean, he threw touchdown. I think he had 200-something yards. It really doesn't matter, but he made some throws. He looked good. He looked the part. He had a better game in my eyes as I watched it.
0: It's interesting because I think even our last episode a month ago, um, when we were talking about QB and who's going to be number two, I think we all were in agreement that it was going to be Johnson. Based yeah. on I think just some stuff we'd heard and we kind of saw a glimpse of Johnson last year. I think we were all like, Oh, it's gonna be Johnson, there's no question. And then over the last month in camp and the game, it seems like Rose has really risen to possibly that number two spot.
1: Two or three. Who know? I don't know how that'll play out.
0: I don't know. I Johnson, his strength is his legs and we saw a little bit of that on in the spring game on Saturday he can run and he's really fast and
1: yeah but let's we, but, don't, we don't want a running quarterback we want a throwing quarterback right
0: that's the thing is like he that's such his strength but as a quarterback especially coming up against the dudes that we're going to be playing against in the Pac12 the other QBs we need someone who can really throw and i feel like we saw that with rose i don't know that we saw I mean, it's spring game, so what? It's
1: spring game. So here's my rule. I'll just give you my rule. Yeah. Or or I don't know what we call it, but it's the Charlie Brewer rule.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: To myself. <laughs> if we all recall, what, th- three years, four years ago? I don't even remember what it is now. When Brewer played the spring game, his first spring game for Utah. It was oh, like 15 for 15. You were uh, so hype. 100 and, 100 and something yards, and he's slinging it all over the place. And when the game's over, it was so easy to jump the, into the hype that, oh, man, we're going to light it up. He is going to be so freaking good. No <laughs> one will be able to stop us the entire time. And that guy was garbage. Oh, God. And so, okay. Just, yeah. to me, pump the brakes. I enjoyed going to the game and assessing what I saw. Now, you tell me this, though. Years ago, you could go to a spring game, and our offense could, couldn't could even move the ball in spring ball. Yeah. Remember that?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: you like 14 to 7. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I do remember these things.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: Uh, we've come a long ways. Um, these guys did move the ball. Other than some mistakes and and whatever, which is always it's a good sign, but you know, it is what it is. It was fun to be there, but you're gonna we're gonna see a whole different team, and we'll see out of you know after the fall camp and everything who where it all lands.
0: Well, yeah, there's still so much unknown. I think you and I were talking about it at the spring game. Is obviously the big question mark is Cam. I mean, that's question mark number one. Question mark For number fact. two is gonna be who's then in the number two spot. And with Cam, so much of the big plays he makes are with his legs. We've seen that over the last couple years. And I am Critical very, plays. Very critical plays, very critical games, and that's what's pushed <laughs> us over the edge that USC game last year, the first one. Mm. Oh, the joy of that memory. <laughs> um so if Cam <laughs> with the nature of his injury and ACL I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. He probably shouldn't make those big running plays as much as he is used to. So, I don't know. There's there's a lot of question marks. I hope we can just get a really dynamic QB in that number two spot because that person is going to play. We might even have to dip into a number three guy. I don't know. Let's hope not, but
1: I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, August 31 is going to come pretty quick. Oh, it's
0: going to come really fast.
1: And if Rising isn't ready to go... We got to have a guy that can play. I
0: will say Jackson looked awesome on yeah, Saturday.
1: For the limited plays. Yeah, I mean you he, could just tell.
0: You could tell he's gotten better and it's interesting I had that I had this just little inkling of a thought. I'm like what if they just move Nate Johnson over to running back? We don't need any more running backs. But he has and
1: Curry's Curry will be coming oh, Curry,
0: back. yeah, Curry didn't play Bernard, we kind of saw on Saturday, but not. And no. Glover, we sort of saw a little bit. I don't know. We, we just feel like we didn't see that much of anyone. No,
1: it just, uh, we didn't. I, I mean, there were some, there's some spots, but it's really the quarterback situation.
0: Defensive-wise, like we said, every guy who made plays, they were all freshmen. Freshmen, 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 which is great.
1: Um, I think it was, am I right? Was it Battle, the transfer, who picked it off for a touchdown, or am I thinking the different guy? I can't remember. Anyway, it I was right. that was toward the end, right? Anyway, that's the game. That's how I see it.
0: I will say this, Utah fans. I was disappointed with the crowd. I I don't know what it is. I mean, and yeah, I'm jealous of some of these other spring games you see around the country where they're. Getting, you want to
1: talk about that?
0: They're getting twenty to thirty thousand fans.
1: Twenty like, to thirty. You want me to?
0: Well, yeah. There's more. There's some stadiums that get more.
1: Okay. How many did we have? I saw the number. Do you know how many?
0: No, I actually don't know. I didn't see it.
1: What I saw, almost 10,000 people. Okay, And that, that's getting
0: sold or whatever, right?
1: Every Everyone pushes their numbers up. But when oh, we yeah. were sitting there, we looked around and thought, I bet we got 10,000 tops. 10,000, okay? So, yeah, I did look at a couple of things. Utah fans, um... Let's look at a couple of things. I should have. I should have had it. Where is it?
0: I mean, it was. It wasn't raining. It was cloudy. It was cold, but the weather was good. Good football weather. So you can't use that as an excuse.
1: That's not it. Where is it? <laughs> Keep. It's I don't right know. Here. No, I... no. It's okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. We had ten thousand. Okay. Florida state had 33,000 to their spring game. USC had 33,000. I don't believe that for a second. I saw a photograph of their freaking stadium. Freaking guys. <laughs> Liars. Liars. <laughs> Liars, but Colorado
0: well, okay. The
1: hype train keeps rolling down the track at 47,000 people. They've freaking sold it out.
0: I do believe that number cuz those pictures.
1: Oh, I've seen it looking at the picture right <laughs> her, here.
0: Your her stadium was packed.
1: I mean, when you've been garbage for so long and Mr. I hype come coach know, hype.
0: But but really Colorado, you're that hype.
1: 47,000.
0: Jeez. Clemson,
1: 50,000 came out to their spring game. South Carolina, 51,000 came to their spring game. Georgia, 54,000 came to their spring game. Oklahoma, 54,000 came to their spring game. Tennessee, 58,000. 58,000 to Alabama. Nebraska, 66,000. Penn State, 68,000. We're talking their spring game. Jeez. Ohio State. Seventy five thousand. So, what does that t- what does that say, Utah? I mean, I don't. How do I want to interpret that? We had ten. It was cold. So what? These so other places what? weren't hot. No, yeah. It was snowing in Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of a unique thing. We had ten thousand between seventy five. You could look here, probably an average seventy five to fifty thousand to their spring games. It it does show something, and <laughs> I don't know what I want. How do I want to interpret it? But we have to look inward, I mean, it's, at game time we show up at the stadium, but our enthusiasm is not like this. We're at a different level.
0: no that's I think it's lack of enthusiasm, lack of I hate to say it Utah fans lack of dedication possibly I someone mean, would like
1: to give us a comment as to what the excuse is right We get ten, they get fifty to seventy five thousand. How do you justify that
0: now i I don't know if these other ones I'm guessing they charge. We do charge for our spring game. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. Like,
1: That's not going to.
0: No, it's not going to bum the numbers that much. But I will say like for a family, like I've got five in my family. Do I want to spend a hundred bucks to go over there for the day? Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. And granted, the money is going to the 22 Forever Foundation or whatever, the scholarship. But. What is it Utah fans? I really want to know this because we were sitting there just going this is kind of pathetic. What's
1: pathetic?
0: It's kind of pathetic. Like
1: we just had back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. Mm-hmm. We've got a top program as we'll talk about.
0: The banners looked beautiful.
1: New banners <laughs> Rice- are up. Yet we I'm not and I'm not talking about getting 50,000, but 10 was no. pretty it was it was was pretty weak. But here's the other thing and I'm just going to throw it out. So I'd love to hear comments about all of this. I've talked to writers who write f- about Utah sports, and the interest in Utah sport, particularly football, as far as viewers and people who interact with them, is not as great as they know it happens in other schools. Yeah. And, and just in our little world of Utah football fans podcast, Yep. when, when we play the bigger name schools, We get more people interacting with us and looking at our podcast from those schools than we do from Utah. It's true. (laughs) And I've talked to others who have the same experience. And like I mentioned, the writers. Anyway, there's an issue there. Um, We are not in the upper level of these other fan bases as to our enthusiasm. We may think we are. And on game day, I'm not discounting some of the the games and stuff.
0: Right. No. But
1: we're not to this fanatic level that these schools are. Which we got is, a ways to go. It's
0: interesting because I, th- I feel like Utah, we travel really well.
1: Yeah, we do. When
0: we go to away games, like look at the Florida game last year. Look how many fans went to that game. So you would think we'd be on the same excitement level as some of these other schools. But like you're saying, we've over the last couple of years in our experience with the podcast like the excitement's not coming from Utah fans. We get excitement and interaction from fans of the opponent that we're playing way more than Utah fans. So I don't know where that disconnect is. Utah fans, where are you? I don't know. Like
1: I don't know. It's real.
0: It's interesting. I feel like it's a it's something we need to be better. Come on. At. We we got to because look we don't have an NFL team. You don't have that to compete with you. I mean, There's we not are not really
1: another legitimate
0: college team around. No, we're, the, we're around. the best college team in, in the Utah. state. I get that you have youth stuff to compete uh-uh, against, but uh-uh. come uh-uh. on. Come. Like it
1: is strange. It's strange. It's strange to me. Okay, we're not we don't want to be critical, but those are the numbers. That's reality. That's our experience and it's it's interesting.
0: We do want to shout out. We got to meet Um, Donna Stearns. So that's Aaron Lowe's mom. We got to meet her at the spring game. Um, Angie Matinka. Thank you for introducing us to her. Shout out to Angie. Uh, We got to meet a few of the gymnasts, which, oh, shout out to the Utah gymnastics team. Third in the country. Impressive. I don't know how. I don't know how you do that. It's so nerve wracking to me when I'm sitting there watching them do that stuff. I don't know how they do it. I know
1: I met them. Was it three or four of them over Uh there? Mm -hmm. I'm going, how do you do what you do?
0: Why do you know what, I stand on that beam? I don't know how they do that. But Tumble when, like that. But when I'm standing next to them, I feel com- I can't even I walk over the camaraderie because they're all my same height. I missed my calling. <laughs> That's in life. true.
1: They're all like this tall.
0: I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you we're like on the same level. <laughs> and then, speaking of height difference, tall guy, Stanton.
1: <laughs> Dude. What is he? Seven ten?
0: You are very <laughs> tall. Yeah, I'm not on the same height level as you are. Gary's not even on the same high level as you are. It was fun to see. I mean, there was a few tailgaters out. Not a lot of tailgaters. I can't, I don't know. The spring game, I feel like years past we used to get more fans there. So I don't really know what's going on, but.
1: All right, (laughs) enough of that.
0: Enough of that. Moving on.
1: It'll be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what some people say.
0: I know, I want to know. I think
1: Oregon's game is upcoming this weekend. Okay. I wonder what they get.
0: They probably get a lot. They
1: probably get a lot. I just think, you know, maybe maybe we're just taking for we're taking for granted where where our program is, as if it's going to be like this. Uh-huh. No, I, I don't know. That could be wrong too. Do we want
0: to talk about Colorado? <laughs> they had their spring game. All the hype over the quarterback because oh my gosh, he <laughs> threw a ball. Guess what? That's what you're supposed to see in a spring football game. <laughs> you're supposed to see a guy throw it all the way down the field because there's no pressure and there's no defense is who are actually trying to go for the ball. So everyone's freaking out. And then they've had like what, fifteen dudes transfer?
1: They've had a lot of guys. A guy the guy who's caught. For 155 yards yeah. in that game. Yeah. The next day, with within 24 hours, he went out. He left.
0: Which hey, we'll, come up, come on over. We need some receivers. I mean, but you know,
1: you got to ask yourself, what kind of character are you to leave? So, do you really want that guy in our culture?
0: Well, I look at it as what is going on over there because we we see all the hype. Everyone's freaking out over Colorado, but when you're having all these guys leave. I don't know. Is it's the,
1: an up-tempo offense. Yes. Yeah, so I heard what was the it? number. I think they, what did it do? Like run a, run a play every, I mean, it was some unbelievable, like every s- seven, eight seconds, they like run an offensive play. It's just this rush play stuff. That's the new offense Come, that's going to be coming out of Colorado.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how it all translates, but everyone's just. I don't just, know. I think it's all. The just, hype train. It's,
1: <laughs> train. it's hype.
0: The hype train.
1: Okay. Where where are we at? What's next?
0: I don't know. What do you want to talk about?
1: Let's go with the the Crimson Collective. What do you know?
0: Crimson Collective. Have you heard the Crimson Collective? Yeah, so last week, I think it was Friday, right before the spring game, they announced our official NIL Collective. This is now the official one, Crimson Collective, because there was a couple that had been started, I think, last year. But this one is... In partnership, or however you want to say it, with athletics and Utah football. Um, it's backed by Garf. Matt? Is it Matt Garf?
1: Matt Garf. Matt
0: Garf. Um, Charlie Monfort, who's the owner of the Rockies. He's one of the big, big names here. So this this one seems like it has very strong financial backing. Um, a lot of former players are, like, on the board of directors. So... This one is more of the official collective now. The thing I did find interesting, um, I mean, Wit basically said like we're late to the party with this. We're we're a little late in putting this together. We lost recruits last year. He said six to eight recruits. We probably lost because I didn't see that. Yeah, because we didn't have this stuff put together, which is
1: interesting. So. It- you're right. It's a 501c3 nonprofit in partnership with the university. Apparently, there's been some collective out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all donations. Right. It's all money from donors. And all of us can donate to it if we want to, every little bit helps. I think my understanding is. I don't know. Was it like three or four million dollars? Has kind of been the average that's been paid out, or something like that. That's kind of where we're aiming. Mm. But our ultimate goal is fifty million bucks. Jeez. Because they're saying if we can get it, if we can get to that level, then we will be one of the top schools as far as giving money, not giving money, giving the opportunities for money, and getting recruits to Utah. See, that was the part I. All of the little particulars, I'm not up on all of it. I don't know how the money gets to the players. I know they have to. (laughs) They're trying to make connections with local businesses and local whatever. And I know that there's a lot of, well, I think obligation to the players to to do charity work within the community and do good for their money beyond just playing football. I don't know how all that plays out, but that's a part of it. Right. Bottom line is, though. It's there to get players paid. paid, so if you come to Utah, you get paid, but it sets you up for the future as well. But to me, that, what I like about it, and they're very open about it, and this is what Whittingham said, I believe it was Coach Witt. He goes, the, uh, the landscape, there's going to be a major realignment in the future. I think he said near future. It's not that's not any news. I don't think he's breaking news. I think we all know things are coming. Yeah. But he says we don't want to be left out. Yeah. And this is one of the main things. If we can get big money and get players in here, then it puts us right up at the of the upper echelon of other schools, and that's important to me because I've always wondered what we were thinking, what we were doing as a school. But no, they are now being aggressive. It seems to me.
0: Yeah, and we don't want to get left
1: behind And by doing this makes me excited because we're trying to compete with the big schools, and this is what needs to be done, and we've jumped into it fully going for it so that we can be among the big schools. We want to compete. We've made all this progress. So versus, oh, we'll just kind of see what happens and – won't yeah. be aggressive. No, they're going after it. And I think it's, I think it's exciting. I, as a fan, I'm freaking happy about it.
0: The thing that I struggle with, and this isn't just the Crimson Collective. I mean, this is the whole system now that's in place. Like as an average fan who does not have, I don't have all this expendable income. I mean, I just don't. Unfortunately, not at this time in my life. I don't have just all this extra money to be giving. Where's going to do the most good? Do you know what I mean? Because Crimson Club, I guess I pay that fee with my tickets. So I guess that's taken care of. So if I want money to go directly to the Utah football players, this is where I put it. But I think it's hard because now there's like multiple places within athletics that need your money.
1: Well, the gymnastics have a collective.
0: They do. And I think basketball has their own also.
1: And this is for, for football. This is just so, football. So, hey, I may just, you know, if yeah. I feel like, what about Jesse? He should go work for these guys. He's an expert.
0: <laughs> there you go. You want to recruit my husband? He'll fundraise for you. Um, no, I guess what I'm just saying is obviously the athletics department needs money also. They're going to build a whole baseball stadium. They've, they've got tons of things that they need donations for also. So now does this kind of stuff pull the donations from what goes to athletics? I'm sure it's going to. I don't, know how I, don't they, know. I don't know how they're all going to, and that's not my job to figure out. I don't. But I guess as a fan, it actually is nice because you can put your money towards where your passion is versus just giving it to athletics and then having them do whatever with it.
1: Yeah, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I want football. <laughs> I want football to succeed. And I want, yeah. if, if you, no, there's going to be some big donors.
0: Well, it, there already are. Yeah, there's
1: some big money. And uh, the fact that they're aiming for 50 mil,
0: I mean, I was looking at it today. That's sweet. I was looking at the the players that are involved. I mean, you've got Eric Weddle. You've got Alex Smith. Uh-huh. You've got Covey's on there. You've got um, Terrell Burgess. You've got Matt Asiata. Who else was on there? Star, Lotulele, Like, these dudes that have played in the NFL, like, it was a big, long list of all of these guys. Robert Johnson's on there. I know, I mean, I'm missing a bunch of them, but they're going to go out there and try and raise money, too.
1: So, so here's what Witt said. There's two points I'll make from it, see what you think. But first of all, he said recruiting is the most important thing to succeeding in college football Football over anything else. Recruiting. He, say, he says that every year. Yeah. He's consistent. Hands down, it's the most important thing we do every day. Every single day, our, we're recruiting in one form or the other. And then he said the biggest way to gain an advantage in recruiting is NIL resources, without a doubt. It's the number one thing that moves the needle that allows you to obtain a roster. Recruit the guys into your program. We may hate it. We may not like that it happened, but yeah. it's here. Wit. Harland, the school, Randall Taylor, Mr. Business. I'm T- sure he understands Taylor it. Randall. Oh, Taylor Randall. <laughs> I always be- Who comes up with two first names? That always mess me up. <laughs>
0: That can be either. You it's know. either
1: Randall, Taylor. <laughs> be that as it may. The recruiting and the reality is is that money now is a big factor in the recruiting, but we are going for it. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like about and it's off the nil is I've always liked. You tell me what you think too. Is that Wit always says that recruiting's the number one thing, which means. You have to have the guys on the field. You have to have the talent. It's the talent that wins games. Coaches only go so far. True. And, yeah, they're they're a big factor. They, However, example, if you took M- uh, Saban out of Alabama and stuck him at Logan. Utah State. You, Utah State. Do you think they're going to win the national championship? No. That's an extreme... No. example but right. that's the point right is that you need talent and i and what i like about it is that wit is honest that he acknowledges that that i mean it seems kind of simple but sometimes we may overlook and just think the coaches are everything but if you got guys that can't execute and aren't big and aren't fast and aren't talented and smart and all that stuff it didn't get a matter I like the fact that he's always he recognizes that. Not discounting how important they are, but it is the players on the field that that win the games.
0: Well, and we talked about this I think last month in our episode that <clears throat> Utah we're cu- we're at we're at an impasse here where we've we've been in the Pac twelve long enough. We've hit that ceiling of the Pac twelve back to back championships. And we wanted, we want that next level. We want, unfortunately, we want to win the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah. We want to win a playoff. We want to get to that next level. We're not going to get there without the talent, like you're saying. We're not going to get there if we can't compete with the same talent level as these other teams. So,
1: yeah, if you don't, if we don't go and,
0: we're just going to stay stagnant if we don't oh, yeah, well, make changes. It will go, and yeah, we'll go down. It'll yeah. go
1: down. Here, so here's what I here's the quote from Whittingham. There's and I mentioned this a moment ago, but he said there's also going to be, in my estimation, some major realignment in the not-too-distant future. And we want to make sure we're on the right side of that line in the sand when we draw that line. And having a strong NIL is going to be a huge component in factoring in that. That's reality. And I like the fact that Utah is proactive and want to be a top program in the country as we've made all these strides to get where we are at. Yeah. We're in the fight. I Keep love it, it going. I love it. Okay. Um, did you know some rule changes were coming? <laughs> you know what they are? What do you think?
0: Okay. So they changed that in college. Now the clock will not stop when you hit a first down except for the final two minutes. Of the half, both halves? Ba- both halves. So it's basically NFL. It's the uh-huh. same as NFL. Um,
1: That'll mean fewer plays.
0: I don't know. I think at first I was like, "Oh, I don't like that. But I guess I don't care that much. I, I'm glad that it is still where within those final two minutes, it'll stop on first down. Because, I don't know, game management is so... I don't like it. I, I You don't like the change? Even the two minutes, I like the change. change. Like the change.
1: I like the change. Okay. I like the NFL. I've. It helps passing teams, a lot.
0: Okay. Well, that doesn't help us.
1: We're now maybe if we were <laughs> pass happy, I'd be thinking differently. But our, because you throw it, stop it. They can come, run up, set up, run. Yeah. The clock just keeps rolling. It just doesn't. It's not. So you're gonna st- have
0: to pass more. You have to pass more.
1: Well. No, you won't have as much time to get things done that you will in the past. I mean, that's what it's going to be, where you you think of games but of course, we're talking about the last two minutes, so it will stop. Right. You know, I I like it. I didn't think it was necessary. I thought it was kind of stupid, at least throughout the game, that every time you get a first down, you stop the clock. Hmm. That's dumb. So I'm okay with it.
0: I mean, they say the. What do you re- think? They say the reason they're doing it is to make games go faster. Is it really going to make it's like that seven big
1: plays? A difference? I heard or something. It's stupid. not going to
0: make that big a difference. The only thing that's going to make games go faster is less TV timeouts, which means less commercials, which means less advertising. Less stupid called which by means the refs. Less money. So that's never going to happen because these networks are not going to cut those. So. But that's what's actually going to make the game shorter is when you cut down that stuff. Like, sometimes we're watching those games, and my gosh, they take a TV timeout, like, every two minutes. Anyways, so, yeah, that's not going to make that big a difference, but it's going to be an adjustment, for sure, to watch college and not have that in your mind that if you get the first down, you have a little bit of time
1: I to like reset. It. I'm good with it. I like the NFL. So, the other rule, did you know the other rule? I don't know if it's passed, but I'm I think it is going to pass. But it's you can't take back to back or consecutive timeouts.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it was part of this vote. So I think that what it was. Yeah.
1: So, which was usually used to, you know, to ice the kicker, (laughs) call a timeout, and then call it again if you had the timeouts.
0: Yeah, you can't do that anymore.
1: You can't do that anymore. Now, I personally, if I was, you know, (laughs) lord of the rules, Ooh. <laughs> I, would, I would disallow a timeout just to ice a kicker. Yeah. I don't like it. Going both ways. Oh, no. I, it's a, it's, it's <laughs> stupid to me. It's not. I, I just don't like it. I feel like if you need a timeout, you take it, but you don't wait. The coach is over there. Yeah. Just, okay, boom. Just
0: to mess with the poor kicker's head.
1: It's I don't like it.
0: We saw our kicker a couple times. Yeah. Um, he
1: flubbed. He dubbed a 46-yarder. Went in, but he didn't... It he, did go in. He didn't go to get all of it, but he made it. This
0: is the transfer from Colorado. Becker? Becker? Guys, I don't know all their names yet. I'm sorry. Someone's going to yell at me in the comments. I don't have it memorized yet. I think that's his name. He did kick a couple field goals. <laughs> God. Oh, we need a kicker so bad. So I hope... Hopefully he can work on it during the off season.
1: All right, let me ask you this: here's a, here's some questions I want to, or or your thoughts on some conclusions by people. You know, it's that time of year, but from College Sports Corner, which used to be real NCAA talk, is what they're okay is who it is. But they put together a thing that said the direction every program is heading in. Okay. So, what direction is your program going? Uh, they put Georgia as a dynasty, Ooh, dynasty, the only one, which I think's okay. Yeah, back to back, but
0: two years in a row a dynasty? No, I wouldn't. Few so. years
1: ago, they weren't that great, right? So I,
0: I feel like you have to win more than that to be a dynasty. But okay.
1: Uh, and then they said title competitors LSU. Huh. <laughs> Alabama, yes, Ohio State, yes, Michigan. And then, and then SC. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Of course. I'm
0: not surprised. You uh, What happened? Uh...
1: So on the rise, you know, Washington, I agree. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Texas
0: Oh, is that Florida just...
1: State, Duke, TCU, Texas Tech, Duke, Duke, Oregon State, I would agree.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Stagnant. Okay, They have Oregon stagnant. Now, Oregon fr- fans, do you think your program is stagnant?
0: Interesting.
1: No, Utah stagnant. <laughs> That's ridiculous.
0: How do you call a program that just won back to back championships stagnant?
1: Because I guess when you you win your because we lost back to back championships and you lose in the Rose, the Rose Bowl, Bowl, I guess somehow you're stagnant. No, to me is it's we're progressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm.
0: who else is stagnant?
1: Clemson, according to these guys, because they had a couple bad years. I don't know Pitt, <laughs> but here's the other declining. Florida. Hey, Brendan.
0: Oh, well, I yeah. That, and all that, our, and that all our Florida be... fans,
1: do you know these losers are saying you're on, your program's declining? Well. Purdue. Notre Dame. Okay. Oklahoma. Yeah, they had a bad year, but interesting. I, I guarantee Oklahoma's going to be better. Yeah. I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't really agree with this list.
1: Yeah, I, that was a, <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't agree with any of those, I don't think. Maybe a few.
1: Okay, so Josh Pate. Do you know who he is? Yes. He's a pundit. Well, he's followed, well followed. Mm-hmm. Um. He here's Josh Pate's top ten college football programs moving forward. Okay. That's a big this is a big statement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia number one. Okay. God. Alabama. Of course. Michigan. Okay. Guess who would be next? Oregon. Or not Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> Ohio State. Those are the top four. Clemson at five. See, Notre Dame at six. So when you read, those guys prior to that said they're declining. These guys said the top They're in the programs, top ten top moving 10.
0: forward. Like top programs. Penn State,
1: seven. Hey, I would... Oh.
0: I'd put that there. I yes. agree with that. I do agree with that.
1: After of course they kicked our butt,
0: they have if, they have the potential. Program, yeah. They have the potential to be very good this year. Penn State. They're
1: going to be good. Number 8 Utah. <gasps> Josh Pate. Top 10 college football programs moving forward, Utah number 8. Oh, and guess who's number 9? Uh, who's behind us? Going forward, the Crybabies?
0: You see, what happened? Oh, the Crybabies! <sighs> I love it. See, I I can get by in this list. That other Josh list Pate is, is my man. I like
1: Josh. He lo- he's a Utah guy. He actually
0: knows. He, what he actually he's talking does like about. us.
1: He knows what he's talking about. And when you start putting a collective together for bi- aiming for fifty mil, hey. Utah fans, we got to get more than ten thousand people to a spring game.
0: See, anybody who paid attention last year, you know that Utah should be above USC in these lists. You can go back as much as you want and say, "Oh, if Caleb had been hurt, hurt. oh my gosh, they would have won." You don't know anything. We beat you twice, and then you lost to Tulane, so of course you should be behind Utah moving forward.
1: And number (laughs) ten's Oklahoma. See, like in that other list.
0: That other list is garbage. Throw garbage. it out. They don't know what they're talking Delete about. Delete
1: it. This one's. But hey, you know,
0: I'm already tired of hearing about Georgia. Georgia people. I just hey, they're
1: they're winning though. I
0: know, I know.
1: And Alabama, I, I, I I'm I must say, however, I'm not sure if I'm all. This is no disrespect, but Michigan. I don't know. I don't trust them staying at the top of this this heap for.
0: Yeah, but they beat they've beat Ohio State twice. Yeah, well. Made the playoffs, I mean lost in the playoffs, but they've got they're right there too. They need to get over that that hump too.
1: So that's an interesting one. Um Let's see. This one is from College Football Report. You know, I can't ver- I can't say how who even writes or Makes these things, but it's College Football <laughs> Report. Look it up. Um, they're ranking on teams based on probability to make the playoff this year. This year. So. Th- okay. Guess who you think's number one? <laughs> Georgia. I mean, you got to say it. They're, they mean.
0: They got well, I, half yeah. the team's
1: going to the NFL. If
0: I'm going to bet on a team making the playoffs, I'm going to bet Georgia.
1: Okay, this, though, there's here. So you got Georgia, one, Michigan, two, oh. Ohio State, man, three, which I get. Oh. Now, this is going to make you vomit just a little bit in your mouth. Probability is SC at number four.
0: They got to get through Utah.
1: Florida State, oh, five. Really? But Utah at six. According to these guys, again, national recognition because of results. Then it's LSU. So so wrap your mind around this. Alabama is eight, according to these guys, of probability of making the college football playoff this year. Utah, they have at number six at probability of making the playoff. Clemson at nine, Washington at eleven, Oregon at twelve, <laughs> Oregon State at eighteen.
0: How I'm I'm very confused by that. How are we above in their little list above Alabama? There,
1: I don't know. They're they're
0: what they're <clears throat> using to calculate that
1: the difficulty for SEC or it's playing SEC teams and coming out of there. Yeah. And then you got the Big Ten teams coming out of there. There's so much talent, you can't take all the playoff teams.
0: Yeah, but they had Ohio State and Michigan.
1: But that's what I'm saying.
0: Two and three, and they're both in the same
1: conference. Interesting, but
0: then yeah. us. But and anyway, SC. I think
1: these guys are very smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, other than the
1: SC crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, put USC behind Utah, please, people. It's just facts. Facts.
1: We done that one. We're not going to do that one. Okay. This kind of goes along with the other one. I, I don't I don't have listed who put this list together.
0: <laughs> We're just pulling it out of Twitter. The uh, Twitter I don't sphere. know who this is. you
1: could look you could find it. The title is Ranking Teams Based on Chances to Make First Playoff. So not Okay. You so know, not, not the teams, Georgia, not the Michigan. Not those who've been the, in a yeah. playoff since it began. Right. This is would be the ranking the teams have the ch- the chance to make their first playoff. Okay. Number 1 USC. <laughs> <laughs> that is just sickening. But I mean I, I I I I get it. Just
0: get used to it. I mean
1: Number 2 Utah. Wow. Texas Penn State. Oh. North Carolina, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Oregon State, they have at eight. Really? Wow. Is that right? Freaking heck.
0: Here's the thing. As Utah fans, we just have to realize that over the next few months, all the hype is going to be about USC. All the lists are going to be about USC. Everything's going to be about USC. We all... No, it's coming. We all should expect it. It'll make you vomit, but just expect it because that's what's going to happen. Because even though they lost last year, everybody's going to be <clears> talking <throat> about him. I do like, I don't know if you, on Barstool, they've got their Unnecessary Roughness podcast. Yeah. And they did a list of the top 10 coaches for this upcoming season. And I do like Brandon Walker had Whittingham at number five. He had him above Ryan Day. He had him above Lincoln Riley, the little cry (laughs) maybe. Hey, Lincoln. You,
1: let's see ya. What happened? And his. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's for you, Lincoln.
0: Thank you for that. No, his, his reasoning was exactly what we've talked about here, is that Whittingham does more with, quote unquote, less.
1: I don't believe that as much anymore.
0: You don't? Oh, I still think that's true.
1: Well, compared to some of to these schools. Yeah. But we, Utah has a lot more, they have a lot of talent. We they do. just don't have the numbers of talent that in some of these big schools.
0: Right, And but but he also was talking about consistency. I mean, all the things we've talked about before, but I just, I loved seeing that because He is. He does. He he is a much better coach. I'll say it again. I've said it before. I will keep saying it again.
1: <laughs> Okay, this is from ESPN. I think we've all heard of ESPN.
0: <laughs> sort of.
1: So ranking, their ranking of the top 10 quarterbacks coming into 2023. Okay. Feel free. Feel free to mock and ridicule all you want. Or rant. <laughs> okay. Uh Number 1 Caleb Williams
0: <sighs> Mr. Blue Steel
1: <laughs> Do you agree
0: <laughs> that he's the best quarterback coming into the season?
1: <sighs> he is. I I would have to say yes. I'm just saying though, Mr. Mean... Celebrity, if he if his head goes gets messed up with all of the the money he's making and That's... all the celebrity He's got to reel that in.
0: That's what I've said. I said that last on our last episode that I think all the other stuff's gonna. I think he has, he quote unquote, is the best quarterback. I don't know if he's gonna show it because I think he's gonna get clouded with all the other crap that's going on in his giant ego.
1: <laughs> and I'm saying right here that unless Caleb Williams, now listen to me, oh, God. unless Caleb Williams can learn to be a pocket passer. In other words, be a quarterback first who's an athlete and then not an athlete who plays quarterback. Okay. He's going to be a flop in the NFL. Someone's going to waste some money on him because he's going to be the second coming of Kyler uh, Murray. <laughs> he's going to be uh, Baker Mayfield. All these running guys, not meaning he won't make the league Yeah. and he won't make some money and, and have some success, but long-term and a franchise guy. If you can't throw with the NFL, you're not going to make it. And he's great college quarterback, but it doesn't it doesn't translate. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you.
0: If you really want to laugh, you can mock me. If you really want to laugh, go look at our Utah football fans Twitter page from last <laughs> week. There was like this meme going around where it was like trigger a college football fan base in one sentence or something like that. So we posted and just said Caleb Williams is overrated. <laughs> And to see USC fans, you walked right into it. They're like, like oh, my God. like a bear gosh. trap.
1: You got he, nailed.
0: He's so much better than everybody else. It's like, okay, you walked right into that trap. It's funny. Go look at it.
1: Anyway, so, but honestly, I got—I agree with it. He's, he's a talent. So, yeah, I would say he's a number he's one co- college QB. Head on. Straight. Number two, this is all according to ESPN.
0: Okay.
1: Penix, Washington. Really? This year, wow. that's what they're projecting. Number three, Drake May from North Carolina. Okay. Number four, Bo Nix, Oregon Ducks. Wow. That dude's an all-purpose guy. He's good. Uh-huh. He'll have a. I think he'll have a great year. Actually, if he if he stays healthy, he's. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, he's number four. Top so think about four? top four, three are out of the. Out of the Pac-12. That's what we're up against this year. We play all those right there.
0: We play all those teams. We play...
1: Number five, Jordan Travis, Florida State. We've got number six, Cam Rising. Wow. ESPN has projected, anyway, and this, of course, all depends on his... I his leg heals up. But they have him number six quarterback coming back this year.
0: Please, 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 please,
1: please, please. please. Not bad. Oh, I'd love to so see it. So out of the top six, how many is that? <laughs> Four, Four of them. Four.
0: Four out of six are Pac-12. Uh,
1: then you got Sam Hartman at, at Notre Dame. McCarthy at Michigan. Number nine is Jaden Daniels, who was ASU, ANSU, <laughs> until he transferred. <laughs>
0: Interesting. He had a decent year.
1: Jalen Daniels at Kansas is number 10. So there you go. That's what they say.
0: Oh, this is gonna be a wild season.
1: But yeah, we'll get more into the schedule and what do we got here? Is this anything important? No. Okay, that's where we're at. Some time off now to get energized. Who's uh, gonna win the NHL playoffs uh, by yeah, the way? Yeah,
0: hockey playoffs. Hello. Uh, who I gotta give my prediction right now, who I think is gonna win.
1: Oh. <sighs> We're gonna go. New Jersey Devils are gonna be playing the Edmonton Oilers in the final. How about that? The
0: Oilers? They're getting their butts kicked. Actually, no, they came no, back. They, didn't, they, didn't they? won. They, they, it's 2 2. Yeah, they did. They came back the other day. You are just wishful thinking. He's a Devils fan, so he is just... Of course, the Devils have now tied it, too. Yeah, they're down,
1: two. Now they're back.
0: As of the day we're recording this. <sighs> I'm just saying. Colorado won last year. Okay.
1: If I'm going to pick a team, it's Boston. They're Boston, a machine.
0: They, I Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. Most of the series right now are really close, but the Boston series, they're just taking it away. They're
1: just... You know, they don't have all their guys even in the, in the lineup, and they're still a machine and rolling, so... But, hey, Boston. I'm being, I'm at this point, first round, still wishful. Go Knights. Edmonton devils. <laughs> I hate the Kings. You got to take them out. And I hate the Rangers. Got to take them out. It's like the you got the East Coast, West Coast garbage teams, the Kings and the Rangers. <laughs>
0: it's true. I mean, I, I can't argue with you.
1: <laughs> All right, there we go. Any final thoughts of wisdom?
0: No, just share us, share us your thoughts. We want to hear what you think. and Ute fans, follow us on social if you want to get involved in some of our giveaways, things like that. And, man, the season is coming.
1: We're going to have a good team. Yeah. We're, we, we have a great culture. Our defense, from all appearance, is going to be solid. Our running back room is solid. We just get Cam back, and our O-line is supposed to be real solid with plenty of depth, and that's going to matter. So great things to come.
0: Well, the draft is this week, right? NFL draft. Mm -hmm. So good luck to, see, Phillips get drafted, Kincaid.
1: I saw one where Kincaid would be a top 10 pick. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's going to be interesting, too. So
1: we'll see. All right. Go Utes. Go Utes. Devils
0: in the finals, you wish.
1: Devils and Oilers <laughs> go, Utes.